Shut up and sit down. Do you even have your headphones, Jess? Yes. Where? In my car. I don't believe you. I don't see them anywhere. Well, that's because you're in the house, not in my car. Yeah, well. It's in the back seat. Everyone else is wearing headphones. Why do I have to be like everyone else? I would just like you to wear headphones so you can understand that when you lean back in the chair and you come up <laughs> to the microphone, you're quiet. Do you want me to go get my headphones? Because I'll go get my headphones. It's okay. We've already started. I don't want to back up now. I'm going to destroy all the momentum that we've created. You can keep going. I can be fast. You know, you you could just, if you're going to just do that, you could just take the mic out of the stand and hold it. I will, eventually. But you cannot sing into it in my face. <laughs> if I don't do it in your face. It's way <laughs> too fucking distracting. I can't take it. I can't have another week of that. You know, I've got a little pressure going on. Hot depth pressure. That, see, if you actually say it out loud, I mean, that's okay, but then it kind of defeats the purpose of just having the background music. The background music. music. You know, this really should be Ice Ice Baby playing. Well, no, that one is... That's different. And there's yeah. a... Ice Ice Baby's... Yeah, it's different. Yeah. To- totally different. The vanilla ice, the vanilla ice version has a ch- at the end of yeah. it. That's right. If you listen it's to the interview. Totally different. I like that we've all heard the same interview. Well, everyone has because he fucking stole this beat and didn't pay royalties on it and then claimed some fucking bullshit Did you know afterwards. that um, I learned something the other day while listening to Sting on Howard Stern? Puff Daddy did not ask for the rights to every breath you take, and so Sting gets royalties every single time that song is played. That's awesome. Uh, well, if he would have asked for the rights, uh, Sting would have still gotten royalties, So, but, but probably less. <laughs> probably less royalties. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's a crazy thing with music. Um, you know, I mean, that's the whole sh- thing with the fucking birthday song, right? Like restaurants aren't supposed to sing it because they the, can now because it's free. Yeah. Cause um, it's in, it's in the free domain space, mm-hmm. you know, fuck you, Walt Disney and your <laughs> rules that have changed the whole way that Didn't works. Michael Jackson own the lyrics to it though until he died. And it wasn't until after he passed away that it became free domain. I really have no idea. Um, I just know that the shit that falls into free domain is pretty few and far between <laughs> these days. And Disney had a big, big hand in that. Uh, Walt Disney, because he didn't want to lose the rights to like Mickey Mouse and shit, lobbied Congress to change a lot of those copyright laws. Even though Mickey Mouse is a fucking stolen property itself from some other shit that was made like 40 years before that. So, uh, yeah, way to go, Walt Disney. Fucking stand-up guy. Woohoo! You guys all like Disney, right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they do a good job with movies, but <laughs> Yeah, but Disney himself was not the most outstanding gentleman ever. Uh, he was a businessman, and uh, businessmen like uh, President-elect Trump aren't necessarily the best people in the world. They're just good at business, and they are typically assholes. Before we go down that road, I just want to say this is our magic 25. Woo! Yeah, what? What's magic about that? What is the 25th quarter, anniversary? Quarter century. Well, yeah. Okay, so we're fucking older. What does that mean? I mean, we're awesome. Um, 25th episode. Now I can say they didn't think we'd make it. That's and right. It, like, means something. 
Well, who didn't think we'd make it? Because the, the five listeners that still have stuck to the show. <laughs> so I will have you know, a listener contacted me today and told me how much they look forward to our show every single week while they are working. So That's fantastic. It is yeah. the silver anniversary. The silver. There we go. Oh, silver. silver and spoons. Like so spoons. did you guys bring me silver? I don't even have a silver <laughs> filling anymore. Get the fuck out. <laughs> You're supposed to be bringing silver to my house. Free silver. Not Damn taking it, silver from it. your house? Uh, yeah, you know, that's the thing, like the silver coins. They're worth more just because the silver is worth more. That is, that is <laughs> very like quarter, true. What, it was like 64, 65 when the quarter stopped being silver? Uh, anyway, dead grandma. I'm going through her shit. Found a whole bunch of that stuff. So, who Who are we, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the day. It's been such a stressful. So we're having a quarter life crisis. Is yeah, that what's going it's, on it's right been now? Crazy. I mean, we didn't. So last week we we didn't have much of an episode. We are the new Utah podcast. I rambled on for I don't know five ten minutes, and then we played all of Kerry Jackson's interview. So I hope in you its entirety, uncut, unedited. I didn't change anything. So there's probably some really stupid shit in there uh, that I didn't cut out like I did the other time. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, but it is the new Utah podcast. I am your host, Chris. Uh, I run an incredibly busy and stressful business uh, here in Salt Lake. Um, we produce point of sale software. I don't know. No one fucking cares what I do for a living. Uh, but I live in Utah because I love it here. Uh, I've been all over the country, and I wouldn't dream of living anywhere else. Uh, we also have. I'm going to go to the left because you gave me shit about going to the right. <laughs> Uh, I just wasn't expecting it. Well, I'm sorry. You know, now I'm going to the left. Okay. So, Jeremy. So, I'm Jeremy. Hey, I got to say, by the way, we broke the heat record today of 72. So, it hit 72 it degrees. It was a nice, today. balmy 72 degrees but today. So, with that. There's change on the horizon. Well, with that, the bees were out today. Oh, Jesus. It was that warm that my bees were out today. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> That's not good because it's going to fucking yeah, snow in two days. Because we have, well, it's tomorrow night at five o'clock is a winter storm warning. Yeah. That really? they've issued for yeah. reals. Yeah, which sucks because my daughter's coming home for a day uh, tomorrow night. So <laughs> the that's one day. awesome. So 72 today. We're supposed to be 39 by uh This Thursday. is Utah weather, though. Uh, I love it. I don't I'm know. sorry. Going from like 75 to fucking snow is Utah. I mean, well, it's and, close, but... And I, and I don't want to jump the gun on events and whatnot, but but I know the ski resorts are not so happy. Uh, well, no, it's fucking... It's November 15th. <laughs> they normally open the day after Thanksgiving, and... Well, and some open the week before Thanksgiving. There's no fucking way they're open. Even yeah. making snow, it's mm. not... They can't. It's too hot. It's too no. hot. It snowed a lot right in the in September and early October, and then it's gone. Everything yeah, is well, gone. It's man, weird right. to see how rocky hope, the top of those mountains I hope are. I hope There's usually a little. I hope your bees are okay. I hope they make it through the winter now. Yeah, me too. They will. I think they'll be all right, but but it was weird to see them. So there's like, tons of them. There's thousands buddies. of them out today doing oh, yeah. their thing. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll. Is it supposed to cool off all day tomorrow? Yeah. <sighs> yeah I mean, today was 72. Tomorrow's supposed to be 69 is the high, and then <laughs> Thursday's 39 the high. Three degrees. Whoa! Yeah. Three degrees. Man, that would suck, because the honey, I used it the other day. It's so fucking good. It's delightful. I love it. I'm the only one in here that hasn't tried it, so. Well, that's your fault. Uh, no, actually, it's not. <laughs> so, I'm just going to throw that out there. It's not my fault. Holly is with us again. <laughs> Holly, have you tried Jeremy's honey? I have. It's amazing. Do, do you get it on a regular basis? Um, Christmas. Usually Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> I get. I do get Farmer Jack fresh 
farm eggs, though. From time to time. From time to time. You know, so I get honey because Jeremy comes over here and he thinks of me with the honey because mostly I pester his ass all the time. But I ask for fucking eggs. (laughs) I'm like, forever I go. I never get (laughs) eggs. I love fresh eggs. They are amazing. And and when you know who picks them for you, it kind of, it helps a little bit. It tastes just a little bit better. I just like to know that the chickens that produce those eggs uh, live in Jeremy's house. And they are so well fed. Like, they're not just fed. They're fed whatever comes off the, the yeah, table. They're, it's they're, amazing. They're fucking fed like pigs. It's awesome. And they eat like pigs. Yeah. <laughs> Which dog. makes it more tasty for Evo. For when was the last time Evo ate one? He hasn't killed one in about a year, though. Yeah. He's, well, I think we need to fix that. He's a recovering addict. I think, uh, watch Emmy come over this weekend. <laughs> let him out. Let's just, uh, let a couple chickens out and let, let Evo. See what first. happens. Don't let them all out, just a couple. Let them, let them. Just the older ones. A couple of the older ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not good to eat anyway. You can't do anything with those things. So. That won't stop him. Yeah, if my daughter heard this, she'd fucking want to stab me right now. <laughs> it's nature. Okay? Like, he's so mad. Like, they watch The Walking Dead, right? And fucking zombies getting their heads smashed in and, you know, cast members that are still alive getting their heads smashed in and their eyeballs fucking popped out. Spoilers, by the way. Uh, if you haven't seen it, you're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but so they watch that. But then I'm watching like fucking Discovery Channel and I watch a lion attack a gazelle and they flip the fuck out and make me change the channel. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? Like, like that's the real deal right there. But she wants to go into animals. She should know the circle of life. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, I just don't want to see it. I'm like, fuck, you're going in to study big cats. <laughs> They're fucking assholes. They eat anything they can kill. Even the little kitties are assholes. Well, you know, uh, house cats have decimated bird populations and made a bunch of birds go extinct. It's a little fun. Nugget of trivia for you. My, uh, <laughs> the more ways. you know. That was uh, a rainbow. We also have Jess with us. <laughs> now that we're, I think now. I'm at the end of the, the, ca- the caboose. End. Yeah. Well, you are an ass. Oh. oh. Never mind. That's the best wow. of I'm get the game. For Remember when I brought you ice today? Yeah, that's true. You know, we still have ice cream. <laughs> I know. We need to eat it. <laughs> we can't eat it today. Next week. Okay. I can try it next week. You promise? It's on his diet. Do you no. want to try it? I do want to try it. Are you kidding me? It's pumpkin beer ice cream. It is epic pumpkin beer ice yeah, cream. it's Kay. good. It's not like that shit pumpkin beer Jeremy brought over from fucking whatever <laughs> gross-ass place. Pumpkin? Is it's that the so my, lion and whatever they're Yeah, you can't even say their fucking name. Uh, my, so my brother was over yesterday. Um, my brother visiting from Wyoming. He's in some managerial training shit down here. And I made him dinner, and uh, he had a few beers. <laughs> Oh, and of no. course, my fridge is an assortment of whatever random shit gets left here, either on podcast nights or when people come over to hang out, and no one will drink the beers that Jeremy <laughs> over. I couldn't even get him to take them back. It's those <laughs> pumpkin ones. I, really I had terrible. Their, their summer shandy is really good. Yeah, it's great. It tastes so like I, fucking lemons. It's I thought, great. oh, yeah. their pumpkin one. We'll give it a try. Oh, yeah, grapefruit. Like, oh, it's gross. Yeah, yeah, the grapefruit one's really good, too. Yeah, the pumpkin. Pumpkin, Ooh, pumpkin, not so pumpkin's good. Pumpkin's gross. And my brother started drinking. He's like, wow, this is... <laughs> you don't have to finish it. I'll hold it against you if you want to go pour <laughs> that shit out. Well, but you got like Wasatch pumpkin, and that one's really good. Yeah, but it doesn't taste like fucking pumpkin spice vanilla up your butthole like the other one does. <laughs> wow. Like if I want a pumpkin spice latte, I'll go get one. If I want a nice fall beer that's got that that hearty kind of pumpkin flavor, but not all the stupid spice. Wasatch? Or who makes Wasatch. pumpkin? You went to uh, you went, you went to, to just pumpkin. That one's good too. Yeah. So Uenta, uh has this uh, coffee brewed ale, uh, eight hundred one pilsner. 
Oh, yeah. So I've it's like the, a, it's, it's 801 Pilsner, which is really good. I've had the 801. And they mix it like a 10% mix with a cold brew coffee from Publix Coffee. I have not had that. That's roasted from Publix. I uh, love Publix. So I got to say, I'm dying to try it uh, now that I've heard about it. That's and their new one, right? Really one. Yeah, it's, it's brand new. It just came out this This week. Is that the one they posted? Yeah. yeah. Ah. Um, but it's uh, supposedly really, really good. Not limited batch either. Oh, that's cool. So they had another one that was coming out as well that's limited batch. And then, they, of course, they make Yard Cell, which I think is one of the best winter beers out there. Beer's so good. What makes it a winter beer? Uh, just the type of beer that it is. Like it's it's seasonal. In the wi- yeah, it's it's easier to drink in the winter. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, it's not uh, like you're some, when you think of a summer beer. You know, you think of a, light, like a light lager, gotcha. yeah, versus like, like a summer shandy, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking lemonade that masquerades the beer. Uh, yeah. So anyway. A lot more citrus type stuff in the summer. Gotcha. A um, little bit crisper taste. Um, anyway, whatever it doesn't matter. Uh, there's events. There's a lot of events starting up. Um, hopefully, coming into the holidays. Yeah. Happy um, holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, so I can think so. can I bitch for a second about the holidays? Go ahead. So, sure. Don't get me wrong. I love Thanksgiving. I love celebrating the fake feast with indigenous peoples. Which you can do uh, at Thanksgiving Point. Yeah, it's bullshit. Um, but what I like about Thanksgiving, I need to talk about this before, is it's just a time with family uh, and friends, and sometimes more family or less family. Um, but there's not a lot of expectations. You get to, you're expected to eat, and usually it's pretty good food in a feast type of fashion. So you're expected to be somewhat gluttonous. Uh, in my life, you're expected to get drunk on something, usually wine and whiskey. Uh, you're expected to be fucking lazy as shit, watch football, fall asleep, and just enjoy yourself. Sometimes you go to the movies. Yeah, I don't. I uh, <laughs> usually <laughs> usually I can't make it to the movies. This is Chris's story. <laughs> I used to go to the movies when I was younger, when I was... You know, seeing a white guy without any real family around, don't want to go visit my mom because, you know, fucker. Uh, <laughs> but I, so I didn't really, you know, so me and my friends would go out to the movies because we all were kind of in the same boat. Like they'd have dinner with their families and then we all live on our own and you're not there all day. Now that I have a family, I don't leave the house. Fuck them. You know, if we have to go somewhere, I kind of dislike it a lot. I'd rather just stay at home, have people come here. So You do the horrible Black Friday thing. Uh, no, no, no. I've done it a few times. Um, the end result is never fucking worth it. I've worked four of them at the mall. (sighs) They're just Cassie. Cassie, my daughter had to work a couple of them. They're not, they're horrible. It's a joke. Well, and the thing is at the mall, they're really shitty because they, because people don't buy shit at the mall because most of the stores in the mall aren't having the fucking sales. It's the department stores. And so then like, you know, 11, 12 o'clock, they're in the mall, but no one's having the kind of fucking doorbuster sells that Walmart and Target and, you know, fucking JCPenney and Sears and those guys have. So instead, they're wandering and they're like, well, I'm just kind of looking for what I want to buy for Christmas for people. Like, just fucking buy something or leave because there's like six million people in here and I'm trying to make sales. The one Black Friday that I did work was at JCPenney's and I was in the children's department and I thought, oh, you know, not big deal. It's not going to be busy. I have never been more wrong in my life. And funny story. So I, I was <laughs> sick at the time and 
I thought I had taken an, an antacid, and I actually took a fenugrin. And if you've ever taken a fenugrin, it makes you go sleep and go to night. <laughs> so it was two in the afternoon, and I'm standing there at the register trying to keep my shit together and trying not to just collapse. It That's was the fair. worst day after Thanksgiving ever. That sounds shitty as hell. <laughs> so my bitch actually was not about Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's about the fact that on Halloween Day, I go to the grocery store, local grocery store. I won't say which one because I love them. Uh, but it was this way everywhere. Fucking Walmart was like this. Uh, all the Halloween shit gone. Yeah. Into fucking carts somewhere mysteriously in the store. I know they didn't fucking sell all that candy. I was there the day before. There was a fucking aisle full of candy. So where did it all go? And uh, motherfuckers had Christmas shit up. Skip Thanksgiving. Well, yeah. Fucking Halloween day. You run out of Halloween candy. Santa on Halloween. Claus is fucking shitting all up and down the aisles. Candy <laughs> and fucking stupid Christmas decorations. Red, green. I find the little fucking section for Thanksgiving. It's literally like three feet wide and maybe four tiers on the rack. And it's all those pull open tissue paper turkeys, huh? Oh, yeah, it's fucking garbage. It's like paper plates with Thanksgiving leaves and shit on them. Pilgrim. Used to be, used to be, they'd wait until at least the first, and then they'd put up fall stuff, Thanksgiving stuff. You know that cro- those crossover decorations. Fuck that. Straight on to Christmas. Didn't Walmart Money. have the countdown? The days? Yeah. The countdown days oh, on Halloween. Halloween. On they Halloween. Whatever, 57 days to Christmas oh, yeah. posted. Fucking retail. So, no, I don't do Black Friday. Uh, I typically do. Um, like Cyber Monday. Like, I really look online for shit. Like, I will stay up till midnight and look online. You know why that's beneficial? It's cheap. I don't pay shipping most of the time when I do that. I get way better deals than I'm going to get in the store, and I can do it in my fucking boxers while I'm sitting downstairs yanking it to something on the computer oh, if I want. <laughs> or not. But I don't have to get up early. I don't have to be around six million people. I get all my shopping done in an hour, and then I have a whole day to make my house Christmas the day after Thanksgiving. You can shop and do that at the same time. It's impressive. Uh, sometimes. Depends on the item. Like, if it's a really hot item, I can't. I got to have all focus because they sell out so fast. <laughs> but if it's something that I know is like, well, you got a couple minutes. You can type with one hand. A couple minutes. You just got <laughs> wow. to be quick. I get it. Uh, well, you know, practice makes perfect, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to talk about events. I know, and I'm sorry, Mountain West Hider, our friends. <laughs> oh, that's what we're going to me jerking Hol- it and shopping yeah. the Mountain West Hider. Because they have a holiday market stroll this Friday, <laughs> um, which is also part of the Salt Lake City Gallery stroll that's happening. Sweet. Yeah, and uh, I believe her name is Jenny Thompson is the artist that will be featured, and that's from 5 to 7 at the Mountain West Cidery there on 4th West and... Speaking of, of local establishments and walk around and shit, uh, isn't the dine around going on right now still? Or is that over? I think it's over. Damn it. I know. Dine around is always fun. I like going to restaurants and trying out their wares. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Oh, Whatever. Well. Yes. Um, and as Jeremy brought up the ski resorts, there are four that are supposed to open this weekend. <laughs> Park City, Alta, <laughs> Brian Head and can, can I tell you? Well, it, yeah, it wasn't Brian Head's up by Ogden, right? Yes. Yeah, but I got to tell you, man, Park City. I, that 
with the temperature changes, their their season's getting shorter and shorter up there at yeah. the canyons and Deer Valley and Park City, whatever it's called now. They fucking change their name every year. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's getting shorter and shorter. I mean, Snowbird still enjoys probably one of the longer seasons. Um, Brighton's got a pretty decent season, but it's just Park City just doesn't get the snow those others do anymore. But global warming isn't real, by the way. No, it's fucking hoax perpetuated by the Chinese. Um, and scientists. <laughs> Bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> I swear to the God. The Chinese are the scientists. I swear to God, if Trump puts that fucking climate change denier in charge of the EPA, I'm going to shit bricks. Like real fucking stony bricks. <laughs> you watch me try and yeah. squeeze one of those out? Yes. <laughs> Probably fucking I just want to know if it's real. Bleed out my butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Your dogs will be so confused. <laughs> we'll be confused. Yeah, I'll be confused. <laughs> what the Lindbergh well, baby? What? <laughs> Seriously, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. I'm still not happy about the shit that's going on right now. What else is What else is going on? Jeff? Well, for your benefit, Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> will see you at the Crossroads, also known as Park City yeah, Live. Ah, <laughs> do you like that on the nineteenth? Crossroads, Crossroads. I'm singing because I like Bone Thugs. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> I would never fucking go to one of their concerts. Oh my though. gosh, it'd be awesome. No, no, yes. it'd be like going to a Snoop Dogg concert, and I'm not a big fan of pot, so I don't really feel like having the contact high from being at the concert. My the biggest one I ever noticed that out was Queensrÿche. It was it was bad. So there was a, <laughs> I think it was like Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre and Eminem over at the it was the East Center back then, but the Maverick Center one one year. Oh my god! I think I think you got a contact high from the pot just, just sitting in the fucking the building. hockey arena when the hockey game was played a week later. <laughs> like <laughs> there was so much. But you get the machine was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. I went to that one. Uh, anyway, so it's just not my scene in terms of concerts. I like much more laid back stuff. Uh, I couldn't even roll with the old people at Pet Shop Boys. So, some Jimmy Buffett? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm more into like I mean, I, like Jack's Mannequin is a great concert performer. Uh, that that band's fantastic on stage. You know who? Actually, one of my favorite bands I've ever seen on stage was uh, Capital City. The Capital City? Capital City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, their stage show's so good. Um, who else? Uh, I don't remember. People that do, so you think, no. Damn it, what the hell's the name? I can't think of it. We'll move on. No more music. We'll come back to that. No, we won't. I've seen over 100 concerts, so we'll come back to that. I've seen a ton. I've seen a ton. I'm trying to remember who it is. Anyway, keep going. Well, while Chris is remembering, uh, also remember this weekend is the winter market at Rio Grande, which runs every other weekend. And it's uh, nine to two. Uh, a lot of the same vendors that were at the farmer's market downtown, but also some new ones. They bring it inside. Um, what can we expect to see there? Cattle? Cheap. Yes, all of the above. Uh, all dead in a cooler to take home. <laughs> yeah, I mean, actually, that is if you if you like good beef. I mean, the the grass fed beef, the free range beef that they have there is is actually usually really good. That's the kind of stuff you'll find in the winter. Maybe some winter squash. I will have to go check it out. I know PJK's is still there uh, doing ice cream. 
Maybe you'll find some shitty crafts too, because those are usually around this time of year. I got my pumpkins, and those are, those I, are really cool. like I really like. I really like those. <laughs> those. Were awesome. I say shitty crafts. I don't mean all of them are shitty, but there are some that are like the dream catchers. Yeah, yeah my mom would probably <laughs> like some of those. Oh man! Uh, but I tell you, because we're in the holiday season, uh, dream catchers and my mom. So. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> my mom's really big into that kind of shit. Like she's got. So for Christmas one year, I got her uh, a lamp. I saw it in a in a Cabela's catalog, and I had to get it for her. It's a deer jumping over a fence. It's got a fucking light bulb coming out of its head with a <laughs> lampshade on it. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's my mom. She's going to love that. She does. She loves it. It's out on her table. She fucking tells everyone about it when they come in her house. Um, but anyway, so she likes that kind of art she likes a lot of the native american stuff because we have some cherokee in our family and uh <laughs> dream catchers <laughs> so she, <laughs> she was so proud of this she likes to theme her trees up <laughs> like so, like all one kind of thing yeah like, so a few years back her christmas tree was all dream catchers oh, no Wow. Nothing oh, no. but dream catchers. Do Not a single a ornament of outside of the dream catchers. I might somewhere. That'd be Did amazing. she make them herself? No. No. She Just was able to find them. And roadside. Them. Oh, my God, dude. It was so <laughs> dream catchers. <laughs> I mean, look, my tree, like, I don't even know how it doesn't fall over every year because there's like five million pounds of ornaments on it. They're all ornaments throughout the years the kids have collected. Your topper's a zombie, though. Our yeah. topper is a zombie because, here's the story behind that. So, Cassie, we, everyone gets a new ornament every year. That's that We get picture ornaments uh, that pictures go in for the girls, and um, everyone gets to pick out one new ornament in a year. Um, so that year, Cassie wanted a zombie, and we ordered on Amazon what we thought was a zombie. And it was like, a, oh, it was on Amazon. It was Etsy that we found it. We looked mm. everywhere for a good zombie ornament. She found it on Etsy. It was advertised as an ornament. It came. It was a foot tall. It's huge. <laughs> That's awesome. It's not a fucking Christmas ornament. <laughs> right? <laughs> so. It's like a G.I. Joe action figure. We're like, what the fuck do we do with this? And so jokingly, as we're putting up the tree, I'm like, no, no, fuck the angel topper. <laughs> and I push it up there and put it on. And it's been like that since. That's awesome. And the kids love putting it up there. And everyone loves it when they see the tree. Oh, we come so. over for the ugly sweater party. It's amazing. Yeah. It's so, it's stuck. So funny, funny stuff. Um, but anyway, what about uh, other than the winter market? I'm just totally hijacking all of your events for my stories today. That's okay. It happens every week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, drag brunch is back. You're, uh, back to omelets. Back to omelets on Sunday. Forget that other. Did the dinner just not format. go well? Oh or? no, dinner is the day after Thanksgiving. Oh, good times. <laughs> oh boy, the yeah. Day after Thanksgiving, you guys are doing a dinner. Actually, yeah, you know, I'll so be I, there all day prepping. You know, I know some bar owners, and this Thanksgiving and the day after Thanksgiving are two of their biggest days of the year. They top New Year's sometimes. It'll but be interesting to see what happens, but. It's people that just don't want to cook. Is that what it is? Are they? Uh, no, for bars. Um, so oh, you oh. know, people that hate their family. So basically, oh. like the day before Thanksgiving, tons of people drinking heavily because they don't want to be around all their people, their family that came into town. And then they have Thanksgiving, and then Thanksgiving night, the bar fills up again because they're done with their family. Because <laughs> they did spend the day with the family. Yeah, they're like, "Fuck, I have got to go somewhere and get drunk away from them." 
So, and then of course, you know, the day after Thanksgiving in the evening, you're done shopping. Which is the best way to get rid of a hangover. Go shopping? No, drink. Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, maybe Black Friday would be more fun if I was lit. Maybe. At like 4 a.m. Let me try it. Oh, man. That would be amazing. Because I don't know if I would give a shit about all the people at that point. Or you would start a riot. Yeah, either one. Either way, I would bring a a thing of popcorn and just watch. I'm just curious how early people are going to fucking camp out of places like Best Buy. So I... Usually um, it's about Tuesday is when they start. Yeah, I worked at Bath and Body Works for four years and I went in this week just to let them know if they needed my help. Uh, They had my phone number and uh, because last year I couldn't work because I was in Scotland and so she was saying the mall, Fashion Place Mall opens at six o'clock on Thanksgiving night and then they close at midnight and then they reopen again at six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they did that last year. Cassie was working there. It was no, uh, even not last year, the year before. But yeah, it's stupid. Yeah, it must have. I think it was last year. So yeah, it is dumb. But um, something else that's cool that's going on this week is at Brewies, which is a movie theater that you can drink at downtown in Salt Lake. As long as they're not showing Deadpool. That's right. Yes, as long as there's no nudity. Fuck that. They can show Deadpool. Uh, Bohemian <laughs> Brewery is putting on a Tim Burton appreciation evening. Ooh. So Bohemian. Do you want to guess? Sponsoring it at Brewery. Well, yes. It has to be Nightmare Before Christmas. That's probably the most famous yes. Tim Burton. Yep. Production. That is one of them. Do you want to guess the other one, you guys? Edward Scissorhands. Nope. Guess again. Jeremy, any thoughts? Uh, Sweeney Todd. Corpse Bride. Nope. Nope. Sweeney Todd. I love Sweeney Todd. I love it, but that's not like. That is Tim Burton. Yeah, but I don't know if that's like amazing, like Tim Burton's famous for that. What are some other movies Tim Burton did? I wanted to check. So I know the answer because Jess shared it with me ahead of time because I was going to play some <laughs> clips. Um, but I, I want, what other Tim Burton movies? Oh, Batman. Yep. There you go. What other Tim Burton movies though? If you thought of a Tim Burton appreciation, fat, let's call it a mini festival because they're showing. What two other films. stuff has he directed? What would you want to watch? Beetlejuice. Right? Oh, yeah. Beetlejuice is a big one. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Ha! And I can get Ed, it. I can Ed get Wood. It. Like they're 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 playing. You know, one kind of. I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas. I wouldn't say it's a kids' movie, but it kind of is. So you don't want to play Batman, Pee Wee Herman. But uh, Beetlejuice to me makes more sense than Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Or so, Edward Scissorhands. And when even. Je- when Jess first told me, I'm like, oh yeah, well, Batman was his first really big one, but that's not true nope. because Pee Wee was before that. Um, I don't know that Pee Wee Herman's on the same level that Batman was, but Beetlejuice is. Yep. And Beetlejuice yes. was 88 and Batman was 89. Yep. And uh speaking of Batman, so a couple of things about this Batman. This this it has, you know, it may Don't not, worry guys, I only have one more event. It the may one. not hold up. <laughs> fuck. We don't have a guest. We got plenty of time. Who gives a shit? The um, Batman from 88? So I'm talking about. Yeah, the the 89 Batman. So it's got a a, play, a special place in my heart. Uh I was living in Rollins, Wyoming at the time. It was a young little tyke and uh, I really wanted to see it. And they wouldn't let us in because it was PG-13. And in small towns, movie theater people are fucking cocksuckers. They actually listen to the warning. Uh, yeah. They don't have to. They don't have to. There's no law saying they have to. But, you know, every once in a while here in Salt Lake, my kids will go to a theater and they're like, you can't. No, you're not. You're not 17. You can't watch rated R movie. Like, there was this one fucking asshole at the Jordan Landing Theater 
Uh, I go in there with my kid and a friend. They want to go see some rated R movie that I don't give a shit about because there's worse shit than what's on that movie on network television now. And the guy's like, oh, no, they can't, they can't go in that. I'm like, fuck, I'm going in with them. Well, you don't have a ticket for that movie. You have a ticket for a different movie. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Let them go see it. I'm telling you, I'm their parent. They can go see it. No, you have to buy a ticket for that movie and go in with them. So I had to go in with them, sit down, fucking get up, and then go to my movie. <laughs> because this fucking 17-year-old asshole kid was being a prick. What the fuck does he care? Anyway. So anyway, the... the <laughs> back to Batman. Back to Batman. Uh, so anyway, Rollins, Wyoming. Um, asshole theater wouldn't let us in. So my brother and I snuck into the movie. Uh, got in through the back exit as someone was leaving the previous screening. And we watched the movie for free. First stolen movie, in a sense. First sneak into a theater for a PG-13 movie. It was awesome. I mean, Batman was fucking awesome. What a great movie. And uh, so that's a special place in my heart. <laughs> Looking back now, it's not a great movie. Uh, but I saw Jack Nicholson as the Joker for years. I couldn't look at him without seeing the Joker after that His movie. smile. It wasn't until as good as it gets that I actually saw Jack Nicholson as anything other than the Joker. I mean, he just that just stuck just stuck with me for so long. So anyway, that's my Batman story. Um, anybody else? Cool anybody? story, bro. I'm the only one talking. I feel... <laughs> you had a story. We're right. listening. Well, what's the last event? Because I'm sure I'm going to fucking walk all over this one, too. <laughs> I can't let you do that. Um, this Sunday, the 20th, is the International Transgender Day of Remembrance. Oh, can I, can I talk about LGBT stuff now? Sure. Do you want me to so, talk about Transgender <laughs> Day first, though? Or I throat punch you across the table. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> getting feisty. I know. Um, so they will be having a vigil down at the Utah Pride Center if you want to go. And the Transgender Day of Remembrance was set aside to memorial- memorialize those that have been killed due to anti-transgender hatred or prejudice. And it started um, in November to honor Rita Hester, who was murdered November 28th of 1998. And it started the Remembering Our Dead uh, web project. And Was that local? Was she... Oh, I, I think it was in San Francisco. Oh. Um, but it has yet to be solved, um, unfortunately, like most anti-transgender murder cases. So this day serves several purposes. Um, it's to raise public awareness of hate crimes against transgender people. Um, it's not uh, exclusive to transgender people. Um, also transsexual, cross-dressers, any uh, gender variant um, people as well. And it just is publicly mourning and honoring the lives of uh, those who might otherwise be forgotten. So. so I saw a report, um, speaking of, of this very specific topic about, about hate crimes against LGBTs and, and uh, LGBTQIA, whatever all the rest of them are. Um, I think that's all of them now. I think it's LGBT. Is it, is plus, I think Q-plus. is what. There's so many abbreviations now. There's an I, there's an A, there's an S. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. So, uh, Utah was, uh, ranked, um, really poorly, uh, in terms of the amount of hate crimes. 
This new new study came out. Now, uh, stop doing it, Jess. <laughs> I just saw I just, you do nope. it. I just saw you do it. Start <laughs> singing. Turn around singing. Um, you said if I wasn't looking at your I face. I know. I know. I'm just warning you. Uh, anyway, so <laughs> Utah was ranked uh, pretty poorly. Like we had more hate crimes per capita um, uh, reported and committed than than just about anywhere else. West Valley was was number one in Utah. Now the numbers weren't like staggeringly high, um, but you know the problem with this study is like Mississippi was ranked lowest. Mississippi, really? well, and it, it really kind of they put some other stuff out with this study that said. Uh, essentially, um, you know, uh, one, we're happy to see Utah with those numbers because it means at least stuff's getting reported. And the problem is we know that exists more in places like Mississippi, but if it's not getting reported, we're not getting taken care of, there's still a problem there. Um, but the highest rate was, was certainly LGBT uh, stuff in Utah. A lot, of, a lot of hate for that here, so... Um, Which don't we have one of the largest populations per capita of the LGBTQ yes. in the nation? Uh, yes, so in the nation. Um, yeah, we well, and we also have we've been ranked number one, you know, in terms of of gay friendly cities. Salt Lake City has for a long time. Like Salt Lake County is extremely progressive when it comes to that stuff. Um, other uh, other parts of Utah, let's say, are not. Um, but you know, you got to start somewhere to make progress. Um, and starting somewhere may have been, so lot was it last night, the uh, committee for yes. the judge. So last night, so there's a judge, um, or a proposed judge. Um, is it, uh, Craig, Craig Powell? Powell. Yeah. Yep, of Heber. So Craig Powell of Heber, um, was nominated to, uh, take up the mantle of a, uh, a district judge. And uh, they held a hearing. So you may remember Craig Powell from such legislation as the Parage Bill, where he wanted to consider using the word parage, not marriage, parage, for defining a same-sex couple uh, after the U.S. Supreme Court made gay marriage legal nationwide. Uh, and his legislation would have also required the state to favor heterosexual adoptions over homosexual adoptions, basically. Uh, which, you know, um, Debacus, I think, said at best, he said that, you know, this was an extermination order for LGBT families. That's absolutely the way it was perceived by everyone. Absolutely. Um, so pretty terrible legislation. Um, and, and basically everyone was up at this committee meeting last night, yesterday, um, to basically say, go fuck yourself. Um, you're a terrible person. You shouldn't be, uh, Nominated, you know the the committee should absolutely strike you down, and something surprising happened. Uh, Craig Powell apologized, pretty he, profusely, pretty heartfelt, to the point that everyone that was there from from Debacus down to Troy to, Williams of the yeah Troy Troy, Utah. Troy Williams from a Quality Utah um, said, uh, "You're a cool dude. Thank you yeah. for changing your mind." Yeah. Um, that doesn't happen very often. No, it does not. Yeah, I mean, Debacca said, you know, it was, it was watching the video of, of them, you could tell it wasn't just bullshit political stuff. Like, they truly believed what he said, you know, that he was sorry that, and so, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big story here. Um, I wanted to make sure that, that we brought it up. Um, and, and it definitely is, like, stuff has to start somewhere, right? 
if it's if it's this this you know former douchebag admitting that he was wrong, well, could uh, this be good having him as a judge in getting um, anti discrimination stuff passed here in Utah that is not in action? Possibly, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think so. I mean, he's obviously not going to be passing legislation. He he won't be a judge and a senator. You can't do both or representative. I guess I don't think you can do both. I think he has to resign one post to take the other. But he could absolutely, you know, be an impact on legislation that's challenged. Absolutely. Um, you know, terrible legislation that's challenged. He has other redeeming factors. I mean, he is a guy, if I'm not mistaken, that tried to uh, get rid of the Zion Curtain. He a is, yes. Times. He is one of the few. So, I mean, he's got a, he's got a tough constituency. Like, he has Heber, which is like the epitome of rural shithead Utah. And he has Park City which is the opposite side of the spectrum. Bunch of liberal rich people. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, trying to appease both sides of that, it's got to be tough. (laughs) But as long as he is willing to try to change, I mean, we're not going to change things overnight. Everyone's opinion is not going to change. It's going to take years. And I'll go into the rest of that when we we start talking about... um, Mr. Trump. Oh, we're going to talk about him right now. Okay. So, <laughs> Mr. Trump, I, I, I am ha- still having a very hard time calling him president-elect Trump because I think most of us, uh, up until, up until probably Tuesday night, it was a joke. It was a joke. He wasn't, he was never supposed to win. It was a joke for me until the end of the Republican primary, um, until it became obvious that he was going to win the primary. Uh, I stopped taking it as a joke. I started taking it seriously. Um, and I started just praying to God that Americans were smarter than apparently we are. Because at the end of the day, he is the one that was elected. Uh, winning popular vote or not doesn't matter because that's not the way our country runs. No. Um, I, my biggest problem with, with Trump, like, I absolutely do not think that Trump is the person that he presented as a candidate. Right. He no. ran a campaign to incite people, to get people to the polls, to get people to vote for him. And what he what he did absolutely worked. Trump said years and years ago, if he was going to run for office, he was going to do it as a Republican because he could win. He could win as a Republican. He couldn't as a Democrat. Um, I don't believe Trump is truly Republican. I think he's a much more moderate type of person. I don't think he's super far right. Uh, I think we will probably see that in his presidency. Um, I think part of that will will depend on, you know, if he bids for a re-election. Um, if, if, you know, the first couple of years go well, we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out. But I don't think that he's going to be as psychotic as his campaign makes him out to be. That the, being said. The thing that scares me the most, though, about... Trump becoming president is not necessarily the fact that he became president. It's how he became president. And the he gave these people who, I'll just say it, who are middle-aged baby boomers who were are scared. Everybody's scared. We're all scared. And they were so scared about losing whatever it is they had left that Trump was their safest Bet. Yeah, I mean, look where he won. He won in the Rust Belt. Uh, I mean, he took states that Democrats haven't lost in, in years and years and years. And he took them because if you look at states like Michigan, Ohio, 
Wisconsin. Um, these are states that have been affected. You know, when the economy tanked in 2008, all the factories left. They lost their jobs. They lost their homes. Their communities just whole entire sections disappeared. Of Major cities disappeared. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, Detroit is nothing now. Detroit was huge, and it's nothing. If you want a good example of that, watch the movie Only Lovers Left Alive. They filmed it in Detroit, and it is a ghost town. Yeah, it is. And they are buying up property to demolish and moving people to try and get people into more of a community because so much of it is completely empty. And... You know, here in Utah, 2008 happened. It hit us. It didn't hit us as bad as that area. And we recovered much quicker and much easier, right? Because we aren't affected by those industries. The industries that we bring here are a bit different. But but those areas, 2008 hit, things never got better. They didn't necessarily get a lot worse. But when you spend eight years of things not getting better and they're shitty to start, you try to figure something else out. So I I think that's why he won. I don't think it was necessarily all the crazy racism and hate speech. But my biggest problem with Trump, the way he got elected, is that racism, is that hate speech. Yes. Uh, Regardless of what he says now, regardless of if he says, yeah, transgender people should use whatever bathroom they want. Great. You said that today. That's not what the last year has been coming forth from your mouth and spewing out of your mouth. The bullshit and the rhetoric and the garbage that's been spewing out of your mouth has made it okay for the racists in this country that have always been there. Don't think he made new ones. He didn't make new ones. They were always fucking there. He just gave them a voice. Yeah, he gave them, you know, they what they look and they go and they say, well, my president says Mexicans are lazy rapists and drug dealers. They must be. So they're fucking lazy rapists and drug dealers. And I'm going to say that now out loud to other people. Where before, that was not okay. Like, if you have two racists in a room together, they're going to make those jokes. They're going to say that shit. But when they go out into public and they're in, a, in an environment with multiple people, they're probably not going to say that shit because they have a filter. And I know that that doesn't make it right. It doesn't make them less racist. But at the end of the day, we were in an area, you know, in an environment where... You know, as, as shitty and scary as it was for a Muslim woman to wear her hijab, hijab, did I say that right? Yeah. Anyway, for, for as scary as it was for them to wear that, even in the climate that we were in, now it's worse. Now it's so bad that they're not wearing them. They're not wearing a garment that's, that's very sacred to them from a religious standpoint because they're absolutely afraid of what's going to happen to them if they do. Because he's created an environment where that's okay. I have... I have several friends who are teachers and they've been posting things the past week. And the one that, that hurt the most, I think, is, uh, one of them had a student come in and said, you know, this, this kid called me a faggot out in the hall. And he said, why do you think you can say that? And he goes, because I can now because Trump won. Yeah. These are kids, but there are children who are yelling at other children saying, go back to Mexico. There are five-year-olds out there who hear this from their parents, who have heard this from the news, who have heard this from everything. And And I thought we were fucking past that with most of our kids. Well, and some people are saying that it's a cop-out. That couple that was in Ogden that had their car completely vandalized um, said that they, you know, that they think it's because people have been given that voice. And, uh, you know, a lot of the comments were, oh, you know, you're just, you're just blaming, you know. Not just blaming. Look, so my daughter, she's down in school at SUU. 
And she has some roommates that she doesn't agree with, and she has roommates that she does. Well, she has uh, a, a roommate of color. Well, she has a couple roommates of, of various ethnicities. She has a lesbian roommate. Um, she has a, a black roommate. Um, and she has a couple of roommates that are white Mormon girls from up here in the Salt Lake City area. And, you know, they're, they don't understand. They can't see why, you know, her, her roommate Taya is, is afraid of shit that goes on. And they're telling her her feelings aren't valid that, that she should, she doesn't have anything to worry about. Well, where the fuck are you coming from that you say you don't have anything to worry about? It's the white privilege that they've never they don't had understand. to deal with yeah. without that they've always, I mean, I get it. I'm white. I, I understand that I have a degree of white privilege. Even though I'm a white woman, I still have that degree of white privilege. I mean, there have been times where I've been pulled over by, by police, by, by the highway patrol. And I know for a fact that if I wasn't white and maybe showing a little cleavage, I would have gotten in big trouble. Yeah, so I and I, I like to bring that example up uh, and, and talk about cops because it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're in Salt Lake City or you're down in uh, Missouri or like St. Louis, for example. It doesn't matter. So if you're white, that cop walking up to your car probably does not have his hand on his gun. Just look. Next time you get pulled over, if you're a white person, you look in the rearview mirror. When that cop's walking up, see if he's got his hand on his gun. Now, their training is to have their hand on their gun because they don't know what they're coming up to. Now, Get in a car with someone of color. Just find find your black friend. I'm sure you have one because you're not racist if you've got one, right? <laughs> uh, go riding around with them. Do something stupid. Get pulled over. Stash Jay Whitaker yeah. to drive around with you. See what happens. One, they're probably going to get pulled over for a lot dumber shit. And two, when that cop walks up, look where their hand's at. It's legit. And it doesn't matter where you're at. And you see it. If you go, if you go down south and spend any amount of time down there... You absolutely see it a ton. It's harder to see here in Utah because we are so culturally not diverse. We have white people, a lot of them. Vast majority of us are white people here. So it's it, it's just it's crazy to me that this stuff has become okay. That you know, kids now, so my kids, you know, they don't see color. Do you think that now it's become Okay, or do you just think that um, it's more out in the open because of where we're at? That the media is covering it more? No. And it, I'm, that it has happened, and it just might not have gotten the coverage because he, they haven't had no, you know, I, a reason really to cover it? No, I think it's being said more. I think it's like what, what Holly was talking about. I, I think now you have kids thinking it's okay to say that shit. Now you have six-year-olds telling people to go back to Mexico. When my kids were six, they didn't even fucking comprehend what that meant. And probably my guess is the six-year-old that said it doesn't comprehend what, what it means. Right. But they're saying it, which means they're going to say it when they're 10. And at some point, someone's going to tell them what it means and explain it. And it may be too late at that point for them to give a shit. So it's, it's I don't know, it's, it's depressing to say the least. Well, it's like I told a girl at work because she's, she's Spanish and her and her mom talk about it all the time and I, I said, you know, either in four years we get to tell a bunch of people I told you so or hopefully he proves us wrong. Yeah. And I, mean, I hope it's the latter. You know, I did hear and I don't remember I listened to so much shit 
um, and, and I did hear one person talk about maybe there is a positive here. Uh, maybe, maybe by maybe we become complacent as a society. If you think about what was going on, where the Black Lives Matter movement came from, there's a there's a a, a cultural bias towards those you know towards people of color. There's a systematic problem of of profiling, and it's so hard to address when it's not so prevalent, right? Maybe maybe by this being out there, maybe there's a positive that. Now it's front and center. We're talking about it. We're hearing teachers talk about it. We're hearing local news talk about it. It's all over the place. Maybe that is the the push that it needs to go further. You know, maybe it needed to come back to the surface and everyone realized that America is still really fucking racist for us to fix that problem some more, for us to get back underneath it and say, no, we're still not to the point that we thought. Well, well when you when you hear... Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, to, to kind of go along with that, with the whole gay rights, when it became so prevalent, look at how much we've been able to, to move forward with all of that. Legalizing gay marriage, uh, health reforms uh, with same-sex marriages. If it hadn't have gotten so bad, I don't know, maybe that stuff wouldn't have been pushed to the fore. So like you're saying, yeah. I, maybe... Let's let's try that. So I'm just trying to find <laughs> just trying to find silver lining, and I don't remember where I had heard someone talk about that, but but I thought you know that's maybe the, maybe there is silver lining. There. And the one thing I have to say with that is, no matter what happens, you know, this is democracy, and this is how we run things in America. He's the president elect, so stop burning flags. Chill the hell out. Yeah, you know what though? I'm I'm okay. Burn flags. Protest. That's your fucking right as an American. You don't like what's being done. You don't like what's going on. You don't like who we elected president. It's absolutely your right to protest. If you want to burn a flag, burn a flag. Because guess what? It's not against the law. That's it's not against the law, and that's the country we live in. That's the freedoms we're afforded, and burn that's your why. Instead. Well, that's why <laughs> this is the best country in the world. It's not because we make money or we're, you know, we got a better military. It doesn't fucking matter. It's because we're, we have the freedom to do that shit. Now, when protests turn to riots, yeah. go fuck yourself. When you you're need still to get, at Nikes. You need your ass Trump. to get locked up. The minute you fucking throw a TV into a window, you throw a fucking cocktail at a, at right, a car. There were a bunch of riots and people were still in Nikes. And s- you need to get shot with a fucking beanbag gun. <laughs> you need to have fucking bruises for days and you need to be thrown in jail. Somebody compared this, uh, what's happening, all these protests, and um, I haven't necessarily heard of looting, but... Yes, yeah, so it was in the news. Yeah, so they're comparing it, and they're saying it's worse than after what happened on 9-11. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. Because still in Nikes, nothing, nothing I, says... I just, so I, I, there's always shitheads that take advantage. The problem is when you get that many people that angry in a place, and... All it takes is one asshole to start doing stuff. Well, the protest in Salt Lake was supposed to be peaceful, and people are tagging things along the way. Channel 2 News. I see this clip the other day. Channel 2 News. Dudes out there reporting on the protests in Salt Lake City. Some douchebags writing fucking graffiti on the back of some some newspaper stands. mm -hmm. Something like, fuck Trump on it or in gold. And the guy's like, so, does this make you feel better about things? That's what the news guy yeah, said. He's like, yeah, he's like interviewing. He's like, so I. He's like, oh, so you just you're gonna do some graffiti here during the protest? Does this make you feel better? He's like, yeah, fuck Trump. He's like, well, how does that how does that help? Like, and the guy's like, I just feel better doing it. 
That like fucking on camera, him and this other guy, and they're like, "Oh, what news channel are you with?" Oh, channel two. Like, really? First, now your fucking pictures everywhere, jackass. You think you're not gonna get fucking arrested for that? But but second, like seriously, why does that make you feel better? Yes, fuck Trump. I think he's gonna. I, I'm really not happy that he's been elected. Just I'm really not. Write it on a piece of paper and burn it. But why do you have to fucking write on other people's shit? Nothing bugs me. We'll talk about graffiti, okay? <laughs> I, I live in West Stabbington. There's a lot, of, a lot of fucking tagging that goes on up here. Um, if you put up a white vinyl fence, you're going to be painting it probably once a month at least. Um, and you go up and down the streets. Um, you know, some of them, like, there's always tags. And it's not artwork. No, it's someone writing their fucking name on the side of a fence that's not theirs. Why? We're doing it on a speed limit sign. What fucking purpose does that serve? So dumb. If you go to San Francisco, there are amazing alleyways that are tagged beautifully. There's amazing alleyways in Salt Lake City. If you go downtown, there's beautiful street art murals. Yeah. That stuff, you know, I'm good. Make the side of the building pretty. But don't fucking write your name on stuff. You're a train. I've never understood the train. (laughs) Maybe you're making a national impact with your tag. I don't know. (laughs) One one last thing about Trump. Um, If you've been watching the news and you're seeing what's going on with his cabinet appointments. um, (laughs) Sweet baby Jesus. Let's put a fucking super racist uh, in charge of everything. You know, Giuliani was awesome after 9-11. What the hell happened? Uh, the Tea Party. Jeez. Want to know what happened? It was the Tea Party. Uh, it was the ultra-conservative I was there. Move. I was 30 minutes away. He was amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was the ultra-conservatism that kind of took over uh, post-9-11. I mean, that's, that's really when those movements kind of started to gain some fuel. Um, but anyway, so Trump's cabinet, we'll probably be talking more about that. <laughs> As it has it happened that, that's, with his kids. Oh my god, that's another thing, right? So <laughs> the guy doesn't fucking release his taxes, right? He somehow manages to get through that. Okay, I guess. I mean, there's no law that says you have to fucking do it. Uh, so you know that's how he's gotten through his whole life, right? Well, there's no law that says if I just fucking keep this guy in litigation for ten years, it's cheaper than paying him the three hundred thousand dollar contract I owe him ninety five percent of the time, and the one percent of the time or five percent of the time that I end up having to pay it out. Who fucking cares? Because I have so much more money now. Like, I get that, but not putting your assets in a blind trust and letting your family control your assets while you're in the White House, and then trying to get them top secret authorization. What the fuck? Like, that's just crazy. There are laws, by the way, about his family getting to work in the White House. There are some serious nepotism laws. Well, that's because of, thank you, Kennedys. Yeah. Well. It'll be interesting to see how it unfolds. We'll definitely have to have some good conversation about it. Yeah. And if only the Democrats can take control of the Senate and they can start doing some ethics panels with him, that would be great. Uh, But they're pussies and they won't do that, so... Uh, okay, so uh, something else that happened in Utah. Um, today uh, is Tuesday the 15th. Yes. And um, just had a funeral for a West Valley, West Valley City yes. officer, yep. uh, Cody Brotherson. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys knew him, right? Yep. Yes. Jeremy and Holly. His family, his mom is a, a tiny bit older than me, but I, we went to high school together, and they lived... 
still lived. Still lived. Still lived behind where my parents lived. So we've known the brothers since for 20 years? 30, 30 years, Something. I would say. Because, so I'm one of my best friends in, is Cody's uncle. And when we moved in, it was, um, their, their family that were, that was living there. And then, um, uh, Cody's mom and dad bought the house from them later on. Um, so Cody was 25 years old. He had been serving with the West Valley City Police Department since December of 2013. And, uh, on November 6th, it was about 3, 3.30 in the morning, there were these three kids, uh, two 14-year-olds and a 15-year-old, who there were, there was some sp- suspicious activity, so the cops were called. Well, these kids ended up stealing a car. From an apartment complex, wasn't it? Yes. And they ran through a light, and uh, Cody was waiting for him. He was a few blocks away. Uh, there's this overpass and he was on the other side and he had gotten out of his car to throw down, uh, spikes to help stop them. And it, right now they're trying to figure out if either the kids got scared or if they just went, you know, well we're just, let's just do it. And they hit him going. I don't know how fast. Way too fast. Way too fast. But man versus car, man's not going to win that at no. any speed. And um, so he uh, passed away at at the scene. And yesterday, I was I was very very honored um, to be able to go to his funeral and go to the graveside uh, uh, ceremony as well. And um, you know it. This is this is the second cop in a police officer in Utah to die this year in the line of duty. It was the first one for West Valley ever. Uh, no, so he was down in Orem, right? I thought, I no, thought he, he was, was in he was unified, but he lived in West Valley. Oh, I thought he I thought they were saying he was the first West Valley police officer well, to die. Uh, in duty. Cody is. Cody was the first one since they were since they became a in city. 1989, I think is what it's 1980. Yeah. 1980. 1980. First 1980. West Valley cop to die, in, in, which is crazy with everything that goes on in West Valley. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Honestly, it really it, is. It's true. Um, but it's, yeah. Uh, well, they they brought a flag from. They the brought 9/11 the memorial. honor flag, I believe, that was from the nine eleven memorial, uh, and they, yeah, they brought it across cross country. And the last time it was here, unfortunately, it was for Officer Barney's funeral in in January. Um, I was. I was very lucky to meet police officers from uh, NYPD, uh, some from Rhode Island, some from California, uh, all over Utah, uh, Idaho, Nevada, everywhere. There was some from Missouri. There was some from Ohio. I mean, they were, they were from, from everywhere. And uh, being in, because it was held at the, at the Maverick Center and being there in a room full of police officers, I I had heard, and I've heard for years what what a brotherhood, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a family, the police officer community is. But to see so many people there from other departments, and even from you know West Valley themselves, I I have never 
I have never seen more grown, gruff, <laughs> big, burly men in in tears. And uh, the the service was was beautiful. Um, he was awarded the Medal of Honor. They presented that to his brothers, right? That was mm-hmm. amazing to see. Um, so they presented, and they gave him one too that he he was buried in. Um, he was he was twenty five. He had a fiance. And his poor fiance got up and spoke, and she was fantastic, and a lot more um, put together than I would have been. I'll admit that. And the one thing that his mom said that really stuck with me is he. She said, "The first thing I want you to know is that before he was a police officer, he was our son, and he this this will leave a hole in our family." Um, and so then after the funeral, they had a procession from the Maverick Center to the cemetery. And um, I was lucky enough, I don't know how, but I was lucky enough to get in the line and get there so I could get to the cemetery. And as you walked into the cemetery, the um, roadway was lined with American flags. And holding the American, sorry, <clears throat> holding the American flags were these bikers who were vets themselves. And as I, as I walked past and as, you know, as other officers walked past, they, they went and they thanked every single one of them. And did it go down Bangator Highway? No, they did close Bangator Highway though. They, it went, they, when I came he- here down, mm-hmm. they had, there were on the one of the walls, there were still flags and like a oh, Christmas yeah. tree and like this beautiful piece of art. Yeah, it was, it, it was, it was lined. The streets were lined and it was, it was amazing to see and to see all the support and the love from the community. And at, at the cemetery, they, um, did the, so when, when a police officer signs off at the end of their shift, they Ugh. do, Kills me. Uh, they do an end of watch and they do a, a last, a last call basically. And, uh, when an officer is killed in the line of duty, they have, they do a, a, <clears throat> a last call. And, um, so they did the last call and it was, you know, they, they called out his badge number and said, you know, and, and, and waited for a reply. And of course there's no reply. And said, you know, you will be missed, but we've got it from here, brother. And then right after that, they started playing taps. Forget about it. Forget about it. Um, there was not a dry eye. And they folded the flag that was on his casket and gave it to his mother. And then there was another one that had been, uh, I don't remember if it was at the funeral or at the viewing. And they folded that one and gave it to his fiance. And... The, I, everyone was, all, all the different officers were hugging and, um, really just, it, it was amazing to see this and to see a community come together. And at the end, um, all of the West Valley City officers and anybody else that wanted to took their white gloves off and put it on his casket. So it was, it was, it, my heart's still broken. <laughs> And it's going to take a little time to heal. But it was so amazing to see the support that the family has, that the um, that the police officers have for each other. And one of the things that the, uh, the last thing I'll, I'll say, um, 
the police chief brought up at the funeral was, you know, over the last few years, there's been such a call for police reform and things have to change and police aren't doing their job right. And, you know, this, that or the other. And he goes, I agree. There, there are things that can change and there are things we need to change. We need to change how we treat other citizens. We need to treat other people better and we need to be better at our job. He goes, but for today, I want you to be proud of yourselves and I want you to be proud of what you do and know that other people are proud of you as well. So it was, it, it was very sad and, um, you know, all the love and prayers and hugs to the Brotherson family and, um, go the, the one thing that, that they did say is the one thing Cody would have wanted is for you to go and, and thank a police officer or a first responder of any sort. So go do that. Go, go say thank you. You don't have to do it publicly. Yeah, you can do it privately. They're pretty thankless jobs. I mean, well, when the holidays are here, I mean, you can take cookies or most of them have substations that they are in, you know, until there is a call or, yeah. um, We've had, what, three, three or four officers killed in the line of duty over the last couple of years. Um, that, th- yes, the news always plays that end of watch and the last call, but if you have a chance, um, before it happens to download a scanner and actually listen to it, it is just yeah, wow. That's pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, yeah, it's a thankless job. You know, I've got uh, all of the first responders. I mean, this they get paid shit. Oh, yeah. You know, they put their li- literally putting their lives on the line. Um, and you never know uh, when it's going to happen. It's it's not always what you expect. You know, you mm-hmm. don't expect a, a car with a couple kids in it. You don't you expect do. two buildings to fall on you. Yeah. You know, I, I was back east when... Um, when all of that happened, I was 30 minutes away and I've been to the site many, many times. I just feel, um, peace when I'm there, which I'm sure a lot of people don't, but there was a time when the, um, the holes were still in the ground and they had these massive like wooden ramps that yeah. walked up that you could look down and, and everybody had signed them and we signed them and and I just remember walking down and 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 I'd gone to Times Square previously by myself on New Year's Eve and and everybody was stopping by the fire stations and getting their pictures with the firemen and but that day a truck drove by and I just remember like mouthing to them thank you and they saw me and I and like I'll never like forget that moment you know and yeah. that was I don't know 12 years ago 14 years ago <laughs> So take some time to thank them. Um, they do, they're so selfless. Like, yeah. think about all the charity work they do, you know, in, in, around Christmas time. Um, they, they do a lot of stuff with kids. Um, around school time, they do, you know, the, the thing where the sheriff's department gets school supplies for underprivileged kids in the community. I like when they come around with the boots. Yeah, you know, firemen the doing their boot drive. They're the only beggars at the the intersections that I'll actually give money to. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're the only ones you're allowed to give money to. <laughs> There's no laws against that one. But, but you know, it's thankless, and, and they don't make money, and they, they give so much. You know, an, another thankless job, not to, not to lighten the mood, but maybe we should. Another thankless yeah. job is teaching. Absolutely. Yeah. So a new sure. new report came out, and I was actually while you were talking, Holly, um, looking up, you know, because 
I know they don't get paid shit, but it kind of uh, confirmed. But the the average median uh, salary for a cop in Utah is around forty five thousand a year. That's it. That's that. that not is a lot of money it. for putting your life on the line for people every you don't fucking day. know every day. So and they start like thirty three, thirty four thousand, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not a job that you could just go grab right out of high school. No, right? You have to be educated anymore. You have to have. Usually some form of degree. You have to go to uh, an academy. And it's a hard job to get into. Um, But is anyone surprised that uh, education is the worst paying college major? Nope. No. And I'm a theater major. And that's saying something. (laughs) 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 So uh, there was a report released recently. uh, And education was among the worst. So this is for a bachelor's degree, uh, essentially. Um, you know, education was at thirty six thousand five seventy seven for your starting salary at a job. The only one that was lower is family and consumer sciences. So uh, homekeeping, and basically. we're and we're talking like across the board. It doesn't matter what you teach. Yep, you're effed pretty much thirty six thousand a year. You can make more than that uneducated at a fucking call center. Yep. It's uh, that's some shitty salary for dealing with what teachers deal with. Honestly, it's Those entitled snotty kids. You know, on the top end of the spectrum, it's the stuff that you'd expect. Uh, computer science, of course, uh, just al- almost double at sixty four thousand, coming right out of college, sixty four grand with a degree. Uh, engineering up around sixty. Um, math and science degrees uh, tended to be higher. Social sciences, um, which is like your your social workers and counselors that sort of thing about uh 59,000 um interestingly enough psychologists don't make shit psychology majors i think you have to go get your doctorate yep. <laughs> or get a degree in social work of some sort um but they don't make much either um so yeah just interesting those numbers came out i don't think it shocked anyone but it really continues to point out a, a problem of education is just who decides this the government does well, so Herbert, who thinks all of our education spending is on the top of its game when we're like the lowest one. Well, it used to be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> well, I mean, keep in mind. Look, <laughs> That's look. What he said. So uh, yeah, it used to be worse. <laughs> but keep in mind this: so the government does decide uh, essentially what we pay our educator- educators. They have unions. They should have the right to strike, in my opinion, um, because they need to get paid more. They need to have benefits. The government. Uh, needs to spend money improving our educators' lives. Um, I'm not saying they need to make $100,000 a year, but they sure as shit should make twice what they're making. And they need the space to do it in. Like uh, the Alpine Bond just passed, thank heavens. My next-door neighbor is a history teacher, and he teaches, uh, I think, at a charter school, junior high-ish ages. And he was saying that it is a problem when the kids are sitting on tables and on floors yeah, and that's no what's happening. Yeah, there are little fucking trailers outside the back of the school that are packed full of kids too. Mm-hmm. Like it's education continues to just get thrown by the wayside uh, year after year after year. We'll be Mississippi soon. And that's absolutely. <laughs> we switch places hey, with them every other year. Number one on hate crimes where we don't have any hate crimes. No, we really are terrible. And, um, but look, it's not just us. Let's be clear. Educators across the country get paid shit compared to any other job. Yep. 
So why on earth would you fucking get a four-year degree and become an educator unless... Because you want to make a difference. There was just a passion there. My husband is trying to get his degree so that he can... He wants to be a high school band teacher. That's what he wants to do. And first of all, he wants to be a music teacher. Did you tell him, like... Do I need to get you on like some sort of weird antidepressant? You know, <laughs> he may or may not already be off <laughs> drugs uh, that we speak of, which I, I mean, and he, he, because he wants to, he's very passionate about it and he's a good teacher. Um, but, he, and, and then his backup is being a filmmaker. Not, not to discourage it because we need passionate educators. Um, but I, I think, you know, at those salaries and at what we pay them and, and the resources that we give them beyond what we pay them, the supplies that they don't have access to, you know, the shitty old texts that they, they have to use. Well, and arts programs yeah. alone. It's fucking discouraging. It's rough. So you go to work, you're making $35,000 a year roughly, uh, and you have to go to work. And if you're a high school teacher, you have to deal with fucking high school bastards. If you're a middle school teacher, that's probably the worst, by the way. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I feel the worst for middle school teachers. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, to a lot of those people, if they make a difference in one or two kids' lives all year, it feels worth it to them because that's why they're in the game. But after 20 years of getting pissed on, you've got to just be fucking broken. I've met educators that are just broken after doing it for 10, 15 years. Well, they're losing teachers left and right because of the burnout. I get it. I totally get it. After putting up with what you put up with, and it's and it's not just the kids. No, it's it's the the parents. parents. They're they're almost worse because it used to be almost nothing. They're fucking terrible. It used to be, you know, if the teacher gave a note or called and said, "Look, your child is doing this," the child would get in big trouble or beaten or whatever. Say, "Why the fuck are you doing this?" And now, now they turn it on the teacher. Yeah. Why? Why do you let him do it? Why, why, what are, what are you doing that he's doing that for? Right. It's, this is, this is your fault. You should be doing better. You should be more, um, you should be interacting with them more. You should basically, basically you should be more entertaining in, in your teaching because my child is, is special like everybody else and should be treated as such. <sighs> Man, fucking depressing. You want some good news? Yes, yes, please. So we talked about the Dakota Access Pipeline a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, uh, the protests out there seem to have done some good. Woohoo! So the uh, I think it's the Army Corps of Engineers. So essentially, what's been going on is uh, the pipeline developer um, has been trying to get the Army Corps of Engineers to tunnel under the Missouri River um, in some place in North Dakota that I don't want to fuck up the name, uh, which basically threatens the water supply of um, the Standing Rock Sioux Drive. Okay, so that's been a part of it. Uh, it also goes into some, you know, ancient burial grounds and some very sacred grounds for that Sioux tribe as well. Um, and really, they shouldn't be fucking putting any kind of easement on Native American land. Just period, end of subject, shouldn't fucking do it. Uh, so the Army Corps of Engineers um, has put a halt on the work um, and uh, has not made a final decision on whether or not they're going to grant an easement. Um there's a good chance they won't. We'll kind of see what happens. It's it's really in their court, um, but the protests have subsided a little bit because work's been halted. Um, so there's a win. There's a win. Huzzah! Um, we'll see what happens after uh, Pumpkin-Headed Ass Face takes office. But, uh, <laughs> what 
if we put it above ground in like cool pipes, you could watch it like go as you drive by. You could fucking watch it spew out oil sure. in the fucking 2,800 miles of uh-huh. desolation that it's going through. Yeah, sure. Let's fucking destroy everything. Uh, <laughs> have you guys ever been to Salina, Utah? No. Yes, I have. I'm sorry. Me too. I've been there a few times. It is a shithole. It's also the site of a former uh, World War II POW camp. Um, what was the name of that camp? Um, not only, but the worst camp massacre on U.S. soil. Yeah, so Camp Salina. Pretty intense. I mean, why the fuck? It, why were all the like crazy like Japanese internment camps yeah, fucking here, here in Utah and Wyoming? Those POW are desolate. camps. I mean, they're like, well, you got to get all the way to the interior. Uh, which means crossing a lot of shitty desert and not seeing a fucking person for days, probably, uh, to get these people. So, and then good luck getting them out. <laughs> like, I guess. And that's now why. they're forgotten about. Yeah. So, won't talk about it. Uh, Camp Salina, um, was down there near Salina in, in Sevier County. Uh, and, uh, you say Salina, I say Salina. You say Hurricane and you're fucking retarded. <laughs> <laughs> let's call the whole thing off. Let's, let's call it Hurricane. Hurricane, it's Hurricane, motherfucker. Read it. Whatever. Spell it. No, it's Hurricane. Hurricane and Leverkin. Hurricane and Leverkin. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dumbass. <laughs> Film more Beaver. <laughs> I miss those signs. Those signs were around in the 90s. Fillmore Beaver. They're gone now. There's not a single Fillmore Beaver sign anymore. There's still really? the there's still the iHeart Beaver Tacos. Oh yeah. There's and all kinds curds. of there's all kinds of great beaver. Oh signs. the cheese curds. Mm. The beaver curds. Mm, love beaver cheese. <laughs> 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 I think I might have a ton of beaver cheese. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we should write that one down. And <laughs> done. I think we can end the show now. Uh, no, so they're they're putting a museum up down there. So uh, back in 1945, uh, some I think I, I believe the story is he was a sergeant and his brother or no? I I reread the story oh, today. The story. Okay, so he was he was a, a sergeant and he he came in and his some no one knew his commanders nobody knew but he just kind of snapped. And he started telling everybody, yeah, I hate Germans. I absolutely hate Germans. Well, one night he got nice and drunk, like you do. And he was like, you know what? Screw this. And he just went in and open fired and killed nine, nine uh, German POWs. And just, and the only reason why he stopped is because he ran out of ammo. Uh, other people accounts say that you could hear him saying, give me some more. I'm not done yet. There's still more breathing. And, um, I, I don't, I couldn't find whatever happened. I think, I mean, he was prosecuted and he, of course, was found guilty because, you know, all the stuff. But yeah, that was it. It's because he hated Germans. So the, 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 you can visit the nine, um, deceased, if the, uh, (laughs) the graves, the graves, um, up by the University of Utah at the Fort Douglas Museum. Well, next to the Fort Douglas Museum, there's a small cemetery. Which has those nine. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You know, it's, it, you think back and at the end of the day, they were, they were soldiers. They weren't Hitler. No. Uh-huh. And they had families and it's, it's just like we wouldn't expect our prisoners to be 
treated that way and, and ended that way anywhere else they were in the war. Because at the end of the day, the soldiers are they're soldiers. They're following orders. Exactly. Um, they've been enlisted or drafted or you know whatever the case may be. Um, and in a lot of cases, especially in World War II, they it didn't was, want to be there. You don't have a fucking choice. You have oh. to do it. And in Germany, if you didn't, you died. You got stuck in an internment camp in Germany. You know, you got labeled, uh, you know, a Jew traitor. or a traitor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so you were damned if you do, damned if you yeah, didn't. Yeah, so you had to fight, you know. And, and to be honest, I mean, let's look at how World War II started and how Hitler came to power. The Germans were fucking oppressed after World War One. You know, that's right. just... Well, and he we, promised a new Germany. Yeah, he promised... And, and we learned some things, right? We learned some things from World War One that we put into place after World War Two that you can't just fucking decimate a country and... And then walk decimate. away. Yeah, because... Drop the mic. They, yeah, like, <laughs> the people will rise back up and they harbor some resentment when that happens. But, Imagine that. You know, so, so certainly... You know, some of them were, were probably happy to fight for their country and try and make their country a greater nation. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's despicable what happened. And, um, it's it's nice that they're going to put in a museum. So they're putting uh-huh. in a museum, yeah. And that, that's the story. And so that I think that would be a nice, uh, interesting to go down and, and see that. Yeah, I have Let's a reason. Let's make a field trip. Field trip. Yeah. Now you have a reason to go to Salina, Utah. The only reason to like, ever go. It's like going to, to fucking Manhattan, Kansas. There's no reason to go there. What if it's Salina? It's Sal- <laughs> it is not Salina. It's not <laughs> saliva. Saliva, Utah. It's like the band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of shit podunk towns in Utah, um, so... Every once in a while in the state of Utah, we call special congressional sessions because why the fuck not? Uh, usually it's for something uh, pretty critical that for some reason those fuckwads couldn't figure out, you know, in the month or so they had a session, um, you know, because they're busy doing shit like trying to figure out medical marijuana and shutting the government down, shutting the government down mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, creating fucking Zion curtain or any other number of or whatever their lobbyists had in mind for that stupid that day. Do you know, shit. actually speaking of the Zion curtain, do you know that the restaurant association is, they're going to lobby. Yep. Uh, they should. That's yep. awesome. As so of this week. They're going to good. Some, yep. uh, they're going to put some serious money into it to try and get it changed. But special sessions are called from time to time to address Special uh, circumstances. Well, big issues. Um, the one that's being called special. now. There's a tax revenue dispute going on in the state of Utah. So, um, some of you may remember the legislator raised taxes on gas oh, by nickel year. last year. I sure do. Like uh, you do. Now, this isn't the first time, um, but cities and counties have been promised a 17.5% increase in road funding as a result of that tax. It's the whole purpose of that tax. You see it all over Salt Lake. Yeah. So, you know, roads don't build themselves. They're not free. They come from shit. Uh, People do. Companies do. Like, they don't fucking magically get better when you bitch about the road construction and then it's gone and the road's nice and paved and you can go over the point of the mountain. And still get stuck in traffic (laughs) at the bottom. Let's be clear. True story, Homeslice. If you get stuck in traffic, it's 10 minutes, not 45 like it used to be. That's true. I think people are afraid to accelerate down that hill. That's really what it is. And accelerate up the hill, too. With all the gravel they've taken away, pretty soon the point of the mountain is just going to fall Oh, yeah, it's just going to fall down into the ditch on the other side. That'll be the end of that. No more point Uh, of the mountain. Same same thing up by Bountiful. (laughs) It'll be the round of the mountain. Uh, But 
So roads don't build themselves. I know libertarians think that the magical fucking road fairy shits them out, but that's not how it happens. I don't know. There's a lot of times I don't see anybody, and then the next day, ta-da, there it is. You know, so well, basically. Fairies. <laughs> fairy shit, road fairy shit and stuff out. <laughs> the uh, road fairies. Um, so back in... So there's a big fund uh, that's out there for road construction. It's distributed everywhere. Um, and I want to say 96. Said 20 years since the last time they. Yeah. yeah. So back in 1996, they made some changes. Um, and basically, counties are supposed to get proportional amounts because, look, there's a lot of fucking roads in Salt Lake County. In the Wasatch Front, Utah, Salt Lake, Wasatch, Davis, they have all, or uh, Weaver County, rather, and, and Davis County have a lot of roads. A lot of state-run roads, meaning right. your freeways, Bangor Highway, um, I-15, Legacy. I-215, I-80, Legacy. All the SR Marcus, All your branch offs. So, like, State Road 201, everyone thinks of, but look at, like, 90th South. 90th South is a state road. State Street is a state road. Uh, Highway 89 is a state road. All of the major streets that we use... Um, well, fucking 114th, 106th, 72nd, 45th. They're all state roads, which means the state funds the repair of those roads. Now, a lot of money goes to Salt Lake, Utah, Weaver, Davis counties because we have all those roads. Where it doesn't go is down south. Places like Sevier County, which also have a shit ton of state roads. Yeah, 89 goes Almost the whole length of Utah. Yeah. 73, 73 goes out into Well, then what's the one that cuts, places. that cuts across? I-70? Yeah, Denver and, I mean. Yes. Yeah, so you've got I-70. Yeah. So, so what has essentially happened is uh, those counties have basically eaten about $2 million in fuel tax losses. 11 rural counties oh. have received less than 1% growth per year in over 20 years since since we put that that uh, that's a that long time bill into place. So basically they've gotten fucked for 20 years. <laughs> uh, not even in a good way. They've lost over 2 million dollars in revenue. So if you think about reach it, around. people buy Nothing. fuel in Salina, Utah. People buy fuel in Beaver, Utah and it pays for roads in Salt Lake. Beaver fuel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They fuel up on Beaver in Beaver. And uh, and the Kurds. They fucking drive around in Beaver. Um, they like to cruise, cruise beaver, <laughs> find some tacos. <laughs> Might fucking drive out to Delta, um, for some reason. Delta, Delta, Delta. Isn't that where the Topaz, the Topaz, uh, no idea. Yeah, it's out there. Yes, yes, it is. There's nothing out there. I've been there. It's, there's nothing there, there used to be an internment camp there. There's nothing there. There's fucking a lot of FLDS people out there. There are out by me too. What are you saying? <laughs> Not like out there though. Like the so like the western side of Mine Utah. Mine are like the big love kind though. Like the western state of Utah is uh, a lot of FLDS compounds. <laughs> but that's besides the point. So these eleven counties have just been totally screwed. So the special session is to basically figure it out. Do you um, think they'll be able to get funds to them? They, I, I think they don't have institution. Well, I, yeah, I don't think they have a choice. I, I think. Um, they're going to take uh, $4 million and shift it to those 11 counties. So did it say, have the roads just been falling apart, or have those counties had to... They've eaten. They, they've well, had to pay they, for they, the road. They've had to pay for a lot of it themselves and figure it out. Um, they're losing the tax revenue. That's the big thing, is 
you know, they're going to pay for it. The roads are going to get done some way, but they should have had $2 million in tax revenue from gas taxes since 96 going to them that hasn't gone to them. The big things is uh, if they can get this $4 million shifted over to these 11 counties, um, the existing cities agreed not to try to get overpayments, you know, uh, back from them. So. How, this is 20 years, and somebody is just noticing that they're not getting $2 million? Well, I, I think it's just come to a head because... Last year they passed that five percent or that five cent increase in gas, and I think so they're all going, "Hey, what's they're, they're going, hey, hold on, yeah. hold on, fuck you, because you guys set this <laughs> shit up twenty years ago. Uh, now we're so paying count, like more, a statute like, of limitations. I <laughs> want my two dollars. Two dollars. This much. is well. It goes back to what I was saying with the whole Trump racism thing. <laughs> maybe when you fucking mention the problem and it comes to the surface, maybe you can do something about it. So very true. Uh, anyway, I think that's it. We've been been talking for a long time. No interviews this week, but... uh, An hour and a half of goodness. So next week, um, we have Misty next week or the week after? We don't. Hopefully the week after. She is starting back to work again soon full-time, and so we just need to... um, They also want to wait. They'll have final numbers in. Um, by then, by the they, 29th. And, um, to come in and yeah, because there's still a lot of votes that have to be counted. And uh, she just wants to reach her. Her threshold was 33%, which I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was the highest percentage that um, somebody in her Democratic Senate race got has to yeah, yeah so as she, far as numbers she, she really wanted it was actually it would break the record if she could get to 33 percent, it would break the record of a Democrat i know election night 7 30 mike lee gave mm. his acceptance speech and went home uh, yeah oh yeah it was <laughs> it was bullshit like we were still we were we were still eating with misty when that yeah happened. we came out and she started getting blasted with interview requests from all the mm-hmm. all the major networks here in town we were basically and, like her awesome bodyguards yeah i mean really. it was it was really cool it was a lot of fun it was a really crazy night um, we had a, we had a great time though, kind of just following her around and, um, making her drink water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and take a break when she needed. She gets feisty. She's amazing. I, and I think it'll be really cool to see her, um, uh, in a conversation now that she is not campaigning and yeah. just see if, how her demeanor is. Yeah. I, Misty's, Misty's great. We've gotten to know her very well over the last few months. Um, I'm a huge fan of Misty Snow. And Trudy and Ginevra um, yeah. and their whole They're, campaign has been awesome. And, and I think they have maybe taught, hopefully, maybe taught the Democratic Party something. Well, their their next big move, hopefully, will be actually going into the Democratic Party and making some changes this spring. Yeah, yeah. So, um, And that's where it starts, guys. It starts local. So keep that in mind. It's not the end of the world. Um, we're not going to fucking burn in fires on January 1st. Um, stay involved. Talk um, to yourself. Yeah, don't, don't give up. I don't, you know, Did if you, you say talk to yourself, no, if you I meant set, to say speak for yourself and it came talk. If to you set your husband ablaze and catch yourself on fire because he's trying to be a high school teacher, that's not my fault. <laughs> if he catches on fire, it's definitely not because of that. It'll be because of many, many other things. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, um, stay involved, guys, because, you know, midterms, two years isn't that far. Uh, and there's stuff that you can do between now and then. Um, and in involved. two years, they'll just start campaigning for a new president anyway. So. <gasps> yeah. so so one thing you can do, actually, is um, there's a lot of these these charities that are out there and a lot of a lot of these organizations that 
unfortunately now because of the way that things are going could use your donations um lgbt planned parenthood planned parenthood the trevor oh, yeah, that's project government um all of that sort of stuff and here's here's the best thing you can do which i think i think will might make you feel better but will also help a good cause make a donation to one of these you know christmas is coming up Make a donation to Christmas box house. Yeah, make a donation. How great would it be to make a donation in somebody's name that like exactly and not homeless Joe? Do it in someone's name that That voted for Trump. (laughs) Yeah, I'm thinking about doing this for my in-laws, except I'm afraid they will die of a heart attack. No, it's it's good. It's like sending fucking Mormons to someone's house. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, consider that. I'll tell you guys a story later about that. Oh, no. <laughs> cool. So it will be the gift that keeps on giving. Um, but do, consider consider that sort of thing. And if you don't have a lot to give, you, you don't time. have to give a lot. Not everyone does. But, you know, everyone's situation is different, but your time is valuable. Um, Absolutely. The road home, the, the soup kitchen always need help. Um, the food bank always needs help. Um, especially where it's been really warm. Like, hopefully it's going to get fucking cold and because really until it gets cold, most people don't think about donating to that shit. So um, well, right now, um, Jay Whitaker is doing shoeboxes for veterans and you can go to his Facebook to find out more about that. But there are drop off points all around um, the city. I think at Watchtower, um, I know Volkswagen Southtown is going to have a drop off point, but just shoeboxes filled with. Uh, food and toiletries. They even are looking for shirts. Um, yeah. and then they take them to, uh, to vets. So, so, you know, get out there and help. Um, you know, if you're, if you're out buying gifts and, and doing the Black Friday thing because you're a fucking psychopath, <laughs> um, pick something else up. Get some socks. Everybody needs yeah. some socks. Get some socks. Uh, get a, cheap toy that you wouldn't have gotten otherwise gloves those cheap gloves you know like if you're so you, you got a kid who's eight years old and you're buying him some fucking i don't know minecraft do, transformers or some stupid minecraft sword or some bullshit like that and next to it uh just get two yeah get two and donate one because like remember a- the remember the kids and and i mean there are kids of all ages pick if if i i know that like um uh formula is expensive See if you can pick up another one to donate. Yeah, if you're if you're at the grocery store and you're getting some non-perishables for Thanksgiving, you know you're getting um, boxes of stuffing or whatever. Yeah, and the more you spend, the cheaper your turkey gets. So at most grocery stores. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, get that stuff. Uh, and almost all the grocery stores, I know Harmons does it every year. They have a donation bin mm-hmm. right yes. at the exit door. You can. Donate some food. It doesn't have to be just a lot. Just take it straight down to the food bank. I yeah. mean, it's... Well, and that's where that all goes. Yeah. But just, you know, get an extra box of something. Get get a, you know, next time they have a case lot sell, get a case of green Tuna, beans. Tuna, sardines, You know, get, get some fucking spam or some chili or something. Because it's not just the people who are homeless that use this. It's it's our neighbors. It's yep. the kid down the street. Yeah. It's... I've... I've worked in organizations and I've worked in programs where I've seen this being used firsthand. And... It's, it's kids who, 
you know, they get fed at school, they get breakfast, lunch. Shit, and then, it's me when I was a kid. Yeah. I was in that boat. I had fucking powdered milk that we mixed with the one gallon of milk we could get a week. There's a lady here in Salt Lake, and I know there's a couple organizations that does that do this, but it's called Kids Eat. And she collects backpacks. She mm-hmm. just recently got her own warehouse. She was doing it all out of her house. Like, she's like, you can't even walk through my house. And fills those backpacks because some that's all the food these and it's enough yeah. food to last a kid over a weekend. Mm-hmm. Because it's, that's the, that's the time when there won't be at school and they don't have there's the no food at home. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so just you know think about it and do something good. Yeah, and we'll probably berate you to do good things the next four or five weeks as we go through the holiday season. And we will shame you if you don't. Uh, well, <laughs> maybe on yeah, the Twitter. We'll see. We'll see well. what happens. Um, yeah. Speaking of Twitter, you can get a hold of us uh, at TNU Podcast on Twitter. Facebook. Uh, and on Facebook at the New Utah Podcast. Our blog. Um, that's something. The New Utah Podcast. <laughs> New uh, Utah at WordPress.com. Yeah, WordPress.com. <laughs> Whatever. We, we should have actually it's moved that to the domain. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys are Jeff Dunham fans. I think it's kind of funny. Jeff uh, anyway, uh, yeah, get a hold of us. Uh, feel free to leave us comments, leave us reviews on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever the fuck you listen to this, if it's SoundCloud or wherever you get it from the mysterious webs. Um, uh, and let us know what you think. If you have suggestions, if you want to be on the show, get a hold of us. Uh, Jess is always available. Um, to <laughs> always. <laughs> Jess doesn't have a life, apparently. That's not true. Jess is always doing shit. Um, but, uh, and go look at her Facebook. Go look at Jess's Facebook. Uh, there's lots of great cakes on it. Oh, thanks. It's one of my favorite things to check out is all the cakes she did. The Monster High cakes were really cool. Those were thanks. so cute. Those were adorable. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's uh, going to do it for the night. All right, Holly, say goodnight. Goodnight, Holly. Uh, yeah, get the fuck out of my house. You don't like it when I say that?